This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. You're thrown into separate cells. Multiple days pass. The day has arrived for your trial. They drag you into a fancy courtroom. Like what you've done with the place. Someone is drawing a chalk symbol on the ground. They cuff your legs and you are now trapped in this magic symbol. They also bring up Tokus and Shaba and the judge walks in. You do recognize one other face. Lord Grunwald. State your name. Aslo Tendertoe. You are on trial for the murder of Lady Grunwald and the attempted murder of Felmendar. Felmendar cast a spell to cause the dagger to strike Lady Grunwald. Every time you say something, the symbol on the ground glows. I have detected no falsehoods in his speech. Very well, you will be issued severe fines, but we find you not guilty of the other crimes and will dismiss you from this court. Maybe we need to get back as soon as possible so that we're more protected. Agreed. Let's head back to Ilthrad. So, determined to keep both the crown and yourselves as safe from the cult as possible, you begin making plans to return to Nanept and the relative safety of the Sapphire Saber. So guys, let's make some plans. Let's do it. Uh, should we say, like, hi to your parents before we make said plans, or before we go? I would like to make some plans to say hi to my parents. Okay. Let's have a meeting to make those plans so that we can then meet with you. Let's have a meeting about the meeting with your parents. Can we schedule that meeting? Yes. Um, I'd like to schedule the meeting to make plans to see my parents. All four of us take out our pocket calendars, our scheduling handbooks, and we stand in a circle to schedule a meeting to talk about the meeting with us as parents. Yeah, I've, I've got a PDA, personally. Uh, okay. <laughs> nice. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, that date doesn't work for me. I've got I've got dinner. Ooh, yeah, I've got a dentist appointment. Uh, yeah. I have a, P- a PBA. His name's Stripey. It's a personal bestial assistant. <laughs> he keeps track of my calendar. So, you track down your parents? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, you know... Guys, now that we're here in town, and uh, man, it's been it's been a while since I've seen my parents, and you know I'd really like to see them again, especially now that my name is cleared and I'm a free man. I think I'd, I'd really like to do that before we leave. I know we're trying to get back to uh, to our hometown, uh, sort of in a hurry, but if we could make a little bit of time for this, that would mean a lot to me. Mm, absolutely not. There's no time for that, asshole. We need to go back right now. Your parents could be Aww. members of the cult, and we'd never oh, know. Oh man. Okay, fine. Of course I can see your parents, Aslo. Yeah. Oh, cool. Thanks. We'd love to meet them. Actually, could could we meet them over some dinner? I'm I'm kind of hungry. Well, we just got back from Burger Fling, so I don't know <laughs> what you're complaining about. <laughs> Tokus can always eat. Yeah, I can I eat <laughs> some more. True. Fair enough. As long as there's no seasoning. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that is my only stipulation. <laughs> so I think I would try to go back to our old neighborhood, see if they're still living at uh, the same place they were. They're in Felmendar's traveling show. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, for some reason I had in my head that they lived in this town, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Are they staying at the same hotel that Nelia is staying at? That's a good question. No, but you can ask around and you'll find where they are pretty easily, asking the other performers and things. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I'd like to do that. So you track down your parents, finding them enjoying a meal at the Watery Pint. Mm. 
sounds like a quality place. <laughs> yeah, they you got to drink two for every one that you normally would <laughs> around here. When they notice you walk in, your mother, Millie, jumps out of her seat and runs towards you, arms spread wide. Your father, Milo, leans back and smiles for a moment before standing up and following. <laughs> Mom, Dad, it's so good to see you. And I give them big hugs. <laughs> oh, my sweet little Aslo. Words can't describe how glad I am to see you safe and healthy. Uh, not just that, but free. That's right. Yeah, I'm a, f- I'm a free halfling. Feels good. I give Tokus and Stripey hugs just so they don't feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> so Milo nods in approval and gives you a hearty pat on the back. Indeed, things were a bit hairy for a while up there on stage. We would have come to see your trial, but no one would tell us when it was. Mm. And he wasn't talking about Aslo's feet. That's right. Yeah, I had no uh, control over what happened to me while I was locked up in that cell. I just had to rot in there for a little while. He looks you up and down and says, Well, it doesn't seem like it was too bad on your health. No, I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little um, emaciated uh, more than I was before, <laughs> but, you know, otherwise I'm fine. Lost a few much-needed LBs. Yep. <laughs> I've been meaning to go on a diet anyway. <laughs> you know, your mother didn't want me to say anything about it, but... <laughs> <laughs> we always said you were a little on the... <laughs> uh, well, Tokus has been giving you a stick about it. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been telling him he needs to lose some weight for a while. You know, for combat purposes. We're adventurers, after all. <laughs> Now, to be fair, when a halfling loses weight, like, one pound is probably a big deal. <laughs> I lost one pound! Wow, you look great! <laughs> yeah, right? So, Milo looks up at your two companions, and says, So, I see you've made some new friends, and trustworthy ones as well, I can tell. I've always been an excellent judge of character. That you have. <laughs> Allow us to introduce ourselves, and he's about to say something more, but then he pauses for a moment and notices that Tokus isn't understanding anything that he's saying. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then he just turns more directly to Shaba. Name's Milo Tendertoe. He gestures to his wife. Millie here and I are those who brought this young fellow into the world and raised him from the time he was smaller than an underfed rabbit. <laughs> Up until he got dragged off stage and thrown in prison trying to make his fortune. I... Thank you for watching over him since then. So you're the ones responsible for this rapscallion. Ha! <laughs> Pleased to meet you. I'm Shaba. He reaches up and gives you a nice, firm handshake. All right. And you can call me Tokus. Well, you still can't understand them. Right. And neither can they understand you. Yeah, but I saw Shaba shaking his hand. I assume we're yeah. <laughs> exchanging names. That's, that's a pretty normal cultural thing to observe. That's true. Yeah, this is Tokus. He doesn't understand, but uh, he's he's still great. I say in Meringian. I say he's a little bit eccentric, a little bit uh, you know, a little bit, just slightly. But he's he's a good guy, solid guy. Shaba, I can see your hand gestures. <laughs> I was telling him how we run around in circles together all the time because of how great you are. Oh, you just you drive us crazy in the best way. I'm so glad that you shared that. <laughs> All right, so Milo gives you a handshake as well, Tokus. Then Millie goes over and gives both of you hugs. Sweet mama tender, too. Yeah, hu- hugs are a universal language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's been quite a job keeping this one out of trouble, but uh, we're doing our best here for your son. I don't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mom, dad, I... 
can't believe what happened. It was so heartbreaking to be at the center of that tragedy almost a year ago, but it's true what I told them at my trial is I was innocent as far as as far as the act goes and um, you know it really was Felmendar that, that caused me to throw the dagger in a way that hurt her yeah and I mean let's be honest it was Lady Grunwald's fault for volunteering in the first place am I right <laughs> what too soon <laughs> everybody just kind of looks at the floor awkwardly <laughs> well we always trusted in your abilities we didn't think that you'd do something quite that dangerous unless you were truly up to it Although, just the same, after you got arrested, uh, your mother and I got kicked out of Professor Pellegrump's Smirkus Circus Spectacular. Oh, you did? Yes, they they thought we were too risky to have around being parents of a fugitive and all. Wow. That's how we ended up here with Felmendar's troop. Mm, How did Felmendar pitch you on the idea? I've stolen Aslo's lady love and now I'll steal his parents too? We were in desperate need of work, and he was the only one who was willing to take us in. He gave us an offer of employment, and it seemed like the pay was good, the work was good. It's what we were used to doing. Desperate times, I suppose. Well, you'll be pleased to know now that your son is quite wealthy, and he would like to uh, volunteer to support you for the rest of your lives. (laughs) Based on the, the riches that we've amassed in our adventuring lives. Shava, I don't know. How do you define wealthy, really, when you think about it? Isn't it all relative? Lily looks over and says, oh, no, come off now. You don't, you don't need to worry about supporting us. Actually, thanks in part to Felmendar and how much he'd paid us over this last year, and how frugal your father and I have been, of course, we've managed to save up quite the little nest egg. We were actually thinking of retiring in just a few more years. Oh, great. Wow. Good for you guys. That's excellent news. Yes, I mean, this... This whole traveling circus performing thing, is it's taken uh, quite the toll on our bodies, so it's about time for us to think about settling down. Yeah, maybe you could find a little place in the Merengian countryside, fight off dangerous beasts and monsters all the time. You know, it'll be a nice, uh, nice little retirement. Yeah, hey, there's always the Isles of the Dawn to consider. There you go. That's a nice retirement spot. Oh, there's no way we could afford passage there. <laughs> it's on the other side of the world. Yeah, but you'd be closer to me. I can come visit. <laughs> it's on the opposite side of Ilthrod, so I'm not sure that they would be closer over there. <laughs> <laughs> closer by land travel. We'll say that much. So we'll probably just find some nice halfling community somewhere, settle down. Awesome. We know of a couple good ones, right? Solchea, for example. Hmm. That's true. Also in Ilthrod. Yeah, just down the road a piece, as it happens. Uh, no, Solchea is in Marengar. Yeah, yeah, in uh, What's the name of That's it? That's the one where we fought the trolls and left the dragon to be fought by the king. So you're sending his parents up to where there's likely still a dragon at large. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, they'll be fine. <laughs> uh, there's a little halfling town in, uh, no, pun, no pun intended there. <laughs> where was that back home? In Asherfeld? Asherfeld. Uh, yes. It's the country. Where we, the crazy lady with the little shop, and everybody was like, oh, you talked to her, remember? And you, she had us fight the giant spiders with the spider eater. And I got paralyzed. And you got paralyzed. Actually, that was in Nardek. Nardek, okay. Just before Asherfeld. But yeah, you know, we've gone through a couple of halfling towns. That might be nice. Town of Underfoot in Nardek. Underfoot. Oh, okay. Underfoot, okay. Oh yeah, I gotta, hold on. I rough rummage through my pack and I'm like, here, it's a little crumpled, but here's the brochure. I saved one for you. (laughs) Shaba likes to take brochures from 
every town we visit. <laughs> well, I mean, every I gotta have one. souvenirs, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you you've got to have souvenirs. <laughs> exactly. It's a lovely little town. Crazy lady lives on the outskirts. You know, like any good town. Uh, I don't know if we've saved up enough to make our way over to Ilthrod, and besides, we don't know the language. And as we're getting older, it's getting harder and harder to travel. That's what I was saying before. That's the whole reason we're thinking to settle down. So, somewhere nearby, Solchea might be nice. We'll take a look at it. Yeah, once the king kills the dragon, it'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just make sure to bring a few extra, like, cows and sheep with you. (laughs) Right. Make sure you have plenty of livestock, so the dragon eats them instead of you. Then you'll just be, you'll be fine. Um, I was thinking of maybe starting a small garden or something, but... Oh, dragons don't eat gardens. It's perfect. <laughs> Your father then says, so what are you planning to do now? Are you thinking you'll go after Felmendar? Well, sadly, as you must have seen or heard from backstage, Felmendar slipped away, and uh, no one has seen him yet. They're out looking for him, and uh, as much as I would like to go tracking him down... I don't think that's going to be an option. For one, we don't even know where to begin looking. He could be halfway across Marengar at this point. He could be on the other side of the world. Yeah, the trail's sort of gone cold. I mean, Felmendar possesses the skills of telepathy. He telepathed a long way, <laughs> and we have no idea where he is. Yeah. Little portation? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That must be. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> yeah, it's just a Merengian pronunciation. Sorry. I'm new to the language. I'm still learning. So, yeah, it's a language barrier thing. Yeah. Tokus perks up from his face full of plain, you know, whatever he ordered at the restaurant. <laughs> when, that, when you guys mentioned Felmendar. Yeah, exactly. We got our Felmendar. Yeah, so Tokus, we were just talking about the... Uh, uh, the difficulties in pursuing Felmendar, even if we wanted to, because we don't know where he might have gone off to. Yeah. So they were just asking as uh, what the, what our plans are for the future. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth it to go after him at this point. I translate everything that Tokus is saying to them. Yeah, Milo nods as you're explaining. It's, a, it's probably for the best. At least, best for you. Leave the past in the past, and... Let the authorities take care of Felmendar. He, he won't be showing his face around here again anytime soon. Yeah. Well, one should hope not. Uh, if he does happen to show up and you do see him, be sure to slay him for us, though. Okay. Yeah. You could <laughs> kindly just stick a sword in his gut. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Just gut him like a fish. For your yeah. old son. And <laughs> that would help their retirement. Collect- this is a Sean thought, but they could collect the reward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or, you know, turn him into the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, guys, the other th- reason that we're not really going to go after him is because if we did catch him, I wouldn't be able to say, Felmendar! Every time I encounter some problem that I want to blame on someone. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't blame him from beyond the grave. I would have no scapegoat to use. Yeah. And that's, I just can't imagine a life like that. Me neither. I've gotten so used to it. Comes back as a ghost. Right. Oh, yeah, if he's actually like a a lich and he just, you know, comes back. He just haunts us. Yeah, we have to have some mortal being upon whom to blame all of life's problems, I mean. And the world of Grisanth itself needs a scary villain like Felmendar roaming, you know, the countryside. You never know when he might... Exactly, like the Chupacabra or the Wendigo or whatever. Like, he's got to be one of those legendary evil creatures that's just out there, you know. He's got to be out there. 
If he's not out there, then why is life worth living? You know what I mean? It's about the balance of the force when you think about it. Right. Yeah. It's You got to have the good and the evil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is actually part of what's going to build the legend that is Felmendar, that he's not allowed to set foot in Marengar and that mm -hmm. he's on the run. And more importantly, it will build the legend of Aslo. Mm, when yes. people talk about, you know, sing songs about my deeds. Actually, I, I just wrote a song the other day about all my deeds, so they won't have to write it. I'll just tell it to them so that they can sing it about me. So it works out, really. Mm, there you go. Just bring sheet music to every tavern we go to and just give it to the bard who's yeah. performing there. <laughs> Here, play this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that you two are doing so well. And likewise, glad to see you up and about and in good spirits. I've thought about you both often over the last year and missed you dearly. Yeah, we're really sorry that we indirectly affected your livelihood in a negative way, but hopefully the troop can still move on. We were just talking to Nelia about that, hoping that some you can continue touring in some form or fashion. Maybe now without Felmendar, like you'll be able to have a more even split of the profits, and who knows, maybe you'll do just as well. We hope so, at least. Or better. I'm sure we won't attract nearly the crowd we used to, but... Mm, we should be able to manage all right. You could always pull like a weekend at Bernie's sort of situation and like, <laughs> you know, make a, a stuffed doll of Philandar <laughs> and pretend like he's alive and have somebody pulling the strings from off stage. Just a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's like going across a tight rope. It's me, Philandar. Flappy arms. <laughs> <laughs> Juggling daggers. I am the great Felman, though. <laughs> just the daggers just randomly fly into the audience. Raining down on the audience. <laughs> 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 the great Felman. It's me, Felman. <laughs> Welcome to my show, everybody. <laughs> 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 I just flew in from Ilthrod and boy, my arms are tired. <laughs> Man, this show has gotten weird. <laughs> He's now like a stand up comedian. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, listen, love you guys. It's good to see you, but um, I'm still an international man of mystery, so we've got stuff to do. That's right. You gotta get on that, that old dusty trail. So I take it you won't be staying long? No, I'm, I'm afraid not. Uh, we have to um, yeah, we have to keep moving on. There's things my friends and I have to accomplish. Um, my, uh, my employees and I have to accomplish, I should say, <laughs> um, that are of the utmost importance, but... Someday I, um, yeah, I hope to, uh, maybe I'll return home and then see you, see you both again. You ask, ask them if they still own that house in your old neighborhood. Oh yeah. Do you still own that house in our old neighborhood? No, we sold it a long time ago. We've been on the move for 20, 30, 40 years now. How long has it been? Ah, uh, yeah. It's been, it's been a while, I suppose. Ever since you kicked Aslo out at the age of 18 because you're an excellent judge of character, right? <laughs> um, well... You should be sure to send a postcard once you do find a place to settle down. Yes, well, we'll try to keep in touch, assuming we can find some way to contact you. Yeah, that's right. I, uh, I give them the... I can give them the address of the Sapphire Sabres, right? Totes. It's not like that's classified information or anything. They probably get tons of mail, and then they distribute it out to the various uh, extra-dimensional rooms. And remember, we've received packages there in our extra-dimensional space. That's right. 
And I would give them the address to my actual house, but considering that's been uh, compromised, mm, yeah. I would hate for like that letter to be intercepted, and then the cult you know, uses my parents as hostages or something. Right. Here, let me write down my, uh, my current uh, living address, and you can send me a postcard when you've found a place to live. We'll do that. Man, what's up with my drink? It's really watery. What was the name of this place again? It was in Merengian, so I couldn't... Yeah. Oh, don't worry about that. It's not important. That's terrible. You should ask for a refund, or you should ask for a new one. Yeah, I, sh- I should definitely I should definitely send this back. This is this is not what I ordered. Mm. Yeah, Shaba and I are both drinking waters. <laughs> it's a shame that you have to leave us so soon, but it was nice seeing you and catching up a little bit. Your mother and I always knew you were destined for great things, and it seems that the world is still in need of Asylodius the Great. <laughs> <laughs> Aslo smiles and says. Thanks, guys. You got that right. <laughs> yes, I am awesome. Thank you. Uh, so thanks, guys. It's uh, and he looks a little bashful. I'm uh, glad to have made you guys proud, and I hope I get to see you guys again soon. I don't want to leave, but I'm afraid we must. And this is farewell. It's not farewell. It's see you soon. <laughs> Let's not beleaguer the point and not let this drag on any longer than it needs to. Your mother's already about to break down in tears, as you can see. Very well. Aslo immediately turns around and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, uh, he, he sniffles back a, a tear himself and says, Very well. Until we meet again. Mm. We won't even worry about dinner. It's on you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for picking up the tab. See you all. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Gotta run, adventuring stuff <laughs> Your mother gives you one last hug And then you bid farewell and leave the tavern Yes indeed We pick up an extra just barrel of ale on the way out <laughs> Just watered down ale <laughs> Yeah, put the he signal to the waiter Put this on the tab <laughs> Just like you were just casking each arm uh, So that's one task done That's right now we write a letter to Mernie and stick it in the satchel and say, Mernie, we need your powers of long-distance communication. We need to reach a man named Tafequatai, not a man, a fish man, a <laughs> triton, Triton, at the Sapphire Saber in Nanept. We need to reach him as soon as possible. If you could please deliver him a message saying, hello, this is the AAA team. We're in... Marin, we're in our secret place that we talked about being in a few, a couple of weeks slash months ago. I don't know how long it's been. <laughs> and we're here in the, and the you-know-who that shall not be named has found us. We don't believe that we're safe anymore. How are things going with you? Should we come home immediately? Or should we come home less quickly than that? How's your spire doing, by the way? <laughs> How's the spire? The spire? Oh, oh Mernie. Mernie's spire. Oh, by the way, Mernie, how's the spire? How's the green spire? We love you and we miss you very much. Goodbye. And let us know what Tafe says if you talk to him. Bye. Uh, oh, and, and we hope you're watering our cactuses oh, regularly. P-S-S. Please make sure that our plants are still alive. Yes. Can you sign it, Tokus? <laughs> Tokus. <laughs> <laughs> love, Tokus. <laughs> He had no part in that, even though Murney is his former master. Yeah, right. Okay, so you write a letter to Murney, ask him to get in contact with Tafe Kwatai. In the meantime, you are making your preparations to set out, organizing your things, practicing your... trying to regain your strength after spending all that time in the jail. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. practicing our eating. Yep. So you're practicing your skills, your spells, your combat abilities... 
preparing for the journey wherever it may lead you. And you advance to level eight. Hey! hey all right! Sweet. Level Ooh. eight? I, kn- I didn't Dude. think we'd make it this far. I didn't think there were any numbers higher than seven, honestly. I didn't think we'd make it to level three, let alone level eight. <laughs> Congratulations, everyone. That's awesome. Guys, we're like really cool and powerful now. Yeah, great work. Yeah, I feel like even more awesome than I was before. I feel slightly more awesome than I was before, although I felt pretty awesome before, so it's a tall order. And as part of that training, I think I'd like to uh, spend a little bit of extra time with Tokus when Shaba's not listening and kind of say, so this whole like dark evil magic thing that you do, could you like help me learn a little bit of that? Like just, just a, I just want to kind of dip in, dip my toes into the whole evil sorcerer kind of thing. You, you want to practice the dark side the dark arts yeah i mean just you know just a little bit like i don't want to be completely evil i just want to be slightly evil i mean we are about to go up against the cult so it might be good if we all use their magic against them exactly yeah we're fighting fire with fire yeah i mean i'll I'll get you in touch with the dark spirits that i i actually know if i knew any (laughs) i don't actually know any of them by name uh oh Here's the here's the, here's the number of my best demon. I'll 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 tell him you're <laughs> interested. You know, tell him I sent you. <laughs> well, let's see. It was Ezric that helped me learn how to use the darkness I have. I, I guess Tokus has been practicing like dark magic long enough that maybe he could actually teach Aslo. Yeah, totally. Just have him sleep with his head on your chest, right where the crystal pierced it, <laughs> to try to get some of that curse onto him. And yeah, wait a minute. That's a perfect idea. Aslo, what if we just had you train while you're holding the crystal, like as a conduit? Mm, I like that. I bet you, knowing Tokus, he probably has a vial of chest sweat from where the (laughs) crystal is embedded or was embedded. And it's like infused with dark magic so you can mix it into things. Yeah. It's just Tokus juice. (laughs) So just drink that. That's great. I love it. Yeah, we, we, we totally got a train with the the evil crystal now. Maybe get it charged up. Yeah, I just kind of think like some cross-collaboration in our party would uh, benefit the company. Well, as long as you understand the ramifications, I mean, you can't really come back from learning this sort of magic. It's kind of always with you. And then there's the voices. How oh, did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> you sure you want to do this? Is it like your soul is kind of cursed for eternity? Oh, I don't know about that. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm I'm willing to go there if that's the case. So, <laughs> yeah, I I think between the crystal and what little dark magic I do know, yeah, well, I'll teach you some stuff, Aslo. I'll teach you. All right, awesome. You can learn from my ways. We will be evil together. Thanks, old buddy, old pal. Well, you know what they say: fight evil with evil. So true. That's what my grandpappy used to say. They do say that. I've heard that. Oh wait, I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. What are you up to, Jay? What is Shaba up to? I'm playing thumb war with Stripey while you guys talk. <laughs> has no thumb. That's your training? <laughs> yep. That's why Shaba likes it. It's the only game he can win against Stripey, because he has no thumbs. Right. It's very easy to win. I've maxed out all my levels and my other types of training. You can only split bullseye arrows with other bullseye arrows so many times before you just get too good. You know what I mean? Do we remember to pick up that new armor? We did, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Very cool. So maybe maybe you're also practicing with your new armor on? Yeah. 
I'm actually eavesdropping on your guys' conversation. You have no idea. You Wait. look up and I'm <laughs> hanging from the rafters <laughs> above you in the shadows. Hey, guys. Hi. I was just hiding for practice. Shaba, there's nothing wrong with me teaching Aslo some dark magic. You can just lay off. You're so overprotective. Mm. Yeah, calm down, Shaba. Yeah, you're right. I really have a problem with that. I'm furious. Well, Shaba's <laughs> got his own dark magic with his armor, so... Mmm, that's true. I am one with the darkness now, guys. Do you actually feel like it's affecting you as you wear it? I'm wrapped in the skin of a creature forged <laughs> by dark magics. I mean, how could it not be? Shaba, you're starting to scare us. <laughs> hey, you know, what goes around comes around, right? I don't know if I like this new side of you. I've been ill at ease about the, your dark magic side for as long as you've had it, so welcome to the club. Yeah, but it's become an integral part of Tokus. Like, this is heresy. We're, we're turning into a group of <laughs> cultists ourselves as we embrace this dark magic. Is it worth it? Not really. It's more like we've come to grips with the fact that there's a little bit of darkness in everybody. Mm. And we're sort of learning to embrace slash harness slash not let it get completely out of hand. I don't know. This feels pretty out of hand. We somehow got to get stripey some some dark magic powers too mm-hmm. yeah you're right just like dip his paws in pure evil yeah I rip off a small piece of the the drake scales from my armor and I say stripey eat this <laughs> and then chase it with Tokus's chest sweat vial <laughs> and the dark magic will be infused into your being I mean I'm sure if we like had him swallow the crystal or something something would probably happen <laughs> swallow the crystal <laughs> well he would choke for one yeah. <laughs> and then it would drain his life force. Right. And then he would be zombie stripes. Dude, zombie stripey. That's exciting. Dude, that would be powerful. Let's do it. <laughs> As I was already shoving the stone in his mouth. <laughs> when you turn around. I will say that that crystal is still one of our most powerful items, and we haven't recharged it in like... 70 episodes <laughs> or it's it's been chargeless well doesn't recharging it require like stealing people's souls yeah we we're looking for a way to ethically charge it right and we have not yet found that way that's right ethically charged to death crystals aslo i know there's one soul out there that you would actually be okay with us stealing some energy from yeah but that soul does not happen to be at our disposal mm-hmm. at the moment you know who i'm referring to Stripey? Dude, what if we brought it into the dragon's cave and just, in like a string, and just chucked it down into the water and just left it there, and then we, after a while we just pulled it back up, and it could suck the dragon's life energy. It doesn't seem too dangerous at all. It just turns into a zombie dragon. <laughs> Draculich. Yeah. <laughs> Did we actually want to check in on that town on our way out? I mean, we're going to be passing by that way. I don't see why not. It depends on whether you sail or teleport. Ah, uh, right. Uh, well, don't we want word from Tafe through Murney before we make a decision? Yes. So, with regard to that, now that it's come up, in the midst of your training and preparations, you do check the bag again and find that you've received a response from Murney. Oh. I'll just kind of sum up what he says here. But first, it's time for another royal decree. This one comes to us from Christian Lee, and it's dedicated to Damon Hayes. Happy birthday to the sweetest, kindest, funniest man I know. 
Kit, Professor, and I love you so much. Thank you so much for supporting all my hopes and dreams and joining me on this adventure in Nevada. I don't know what I would do without you in my life. I love you forever, and I can't wait to be your wife soon. I'm the luckiest person alive, and I'm forever grateful for each and every day with you. Well, thank you, Christian, for sending that message. Thank you, Damon, for being awesome, because it sounds like you are. And from Kit, Professor, and all of us here at the Damage Guild, we wish you the happiest birthday and uh, best for for your future, for both of you. So thank you for that again, and uh, happy birthday, Damon. It's good to hear from you. It's been a long time since you've decided to contact me. I have some additional news, aside from just what you wanted me to learn about TAFE and Nanept. It looks like the cult has recently increased their activities in a smaller, focused area in the desert. Seems that they believe, at least, that they've narrowed down the scepter's location and are focusing all available hands to recover it. Oh no. With regards to your interest in Nanept, it seems that there are rumors in Ormog that indicate the government has begun secretive operations to locate and root out high-level cult members. Their actions are a good thing, but the fact that the rumors have started to spread worries me. Hmm. since that likely makes their operations significantly less effective and more dangerous. Hmm. I suspect the cult will be on high alert and may even attempt to move somewhere soon in that region. But for the moment, they're perhaps too focused in the desert to plan anything. If only we knew the location of the throne, we could hit them hard, their home base, and try to disrupt them while they're focused on finding the scepter, you know? If only we knew. We have an inkling of where their base is. It's just so far away. It's in the Embrin Caldera. Or the, I forgot what the name of it is. An old uh, volcano. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. If we're considering getting ready to teleport, have we considered just teleporting to their HQ? Don't know if there's any locations that are close to it. Are there? We could check. You could probably get closer, but i doubtful you'd get all the way there. That's a really good point, Aslo. Their attention is only going to be split for so long, and the fact that they're currently readjusting their strategy from what Ormog is doing, this might be the perfect time to hit their base. Like, there might not be another time for us to attempt to do this. Hmm. Guys, does anybody know what the Emperor's Throne is made out of? What if we, like... What if we didn't have to actually destroy the cult? What if we could just destroy the throne somehow? Well, it's an artifact. Well, that's what I don't know. I don't know if it's considered like an quote-unquote artifact, like it's a magic item. Like, I don't know if the throne itself was believed to have any powers or if it would be something that could be destroyed. We learned about the artifacts. Each of them is an artifact and each of them does something different. The throne is knowledge, I believe. So it's crown, scepter, and And throne. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, maybe it is. Well, I mean, I'm not discounting that. Here, here's another thing to think about. How do you steal a throne? No, not that we would steal it, that we would destroy like, it. bring it to ruin. But we can't even destroy the artifacts that we have, right? The wristband. Yeah, well, the- that's what I was saying. I, I, I wasn't sure that the throne itself was a an artifact in the same way that the crown or the scepter were, but I guess maybe it is. I guess I was incorrect. Yeah, if we did attack their headquarters and we did manage to 
find the throne still alive, what kind of magic or what kind of, like, how would we move it? Am I strong enough to move it? Like, what would we even do if we managed to get alone with the throne? Yeah, I think if we can't damage the throne, then killing Sharakoth would be the next uh, next best thing. Well, but somebody's in line behind him. There's, he's got lieutenants and captains, I'm sure. Somebody would try to fill that void. That's what I was just starting to think. Like, even if we cut the head off the snake, another one probably grows in its place, right? Right. Something else, Jay, you've brought up before. What if we just made it so they can never get their hands on the crown? Like, what if... What if we did some research and figure out if there's, like, a way to melt or alter or get... What if we toss it into the fires of Mount Doom? I mean, have we considered that? Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't know if there is a mountain... Uh, I don't know if there's an active volcano that we could get the artifacts into. Their base is in an inactive volcano. That's mm. true. We could simply toss it into the fires of the Towers of Arconomica. Yeah, true. We've oh, and also to your question earlier, Jay, what is the throne made out of? Elephant tusks. Mm, yep, definitely. <laughs> We've talked about maybe even trying to cast it into an alternative dimension. Yeah, if it's made out of elephant tusks, then that makes it the ivory throne. Mm. Uh, yep. All I'm saying is we we don't really know how best to approach. Like in other words, maybe what we want to do, sure, is clear out the HQ, but we would have to inform somebody. Like, somebody somebody besides us would need to know that we're going to hit their base so that it's not just the three of us trying to manage control of their base as the cult converges back to defend their home place. Yeah. It's like us and what army, you know? Well, I think we'd have to secretly let the king know. I think we'd have to let the Sapphire Saber know and they'd have to help us hold like in other words if we could hold the throne we don't have to destroy it we don't have to do anything with it if we can just take the throne and hold this is a big ask I know but I'm wondering if that's what we do while their attention split we just try to take we, we, we don't know anything about where the scepter is right they've got more intel on where it is in the desert but we do have an inkling where the throne is. Of course, with all this, if the plan is to somehow try to destroy the throne or cast it into uh, another dimension, we might as well just do that with the crown, because we already have the crown. Yeah. Right. But if the plan I, is to disrupt one of the three, then we might as well just do that. <laughs> that's fair, but won't they still be a terrible force even just with scepter plus throne? We need it's this is this is like tic tac toe, right? It's keep away. Yeah, but I think that they believe that they need all three. All like three, yeah. It's the the Triforce. They need every piece in order to enact their plan. Right. And and that's fair, like maybe Sherikoth will lose power, but like if if he's already Mr. Mastermind, won't he just spin it and be like Let's let's keep looking for the crown, and we'll be like, no, no, we destroyed it. He's like, you don't trust these guys; they're liars. Like, in other words, if that's how he's like controlling and 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 leading that group, right? He's not he's not going to let the fact that we destroy or move the crown change plans, and they wouldn't believe us, right? Um, I mean, I think Sharikov is kind of like fine with not actually knowing the outcome. I think he's fine with just like. Having that be the goal because it keeps everybody unified. Like, think about if you're in, in power and you're not a hundred percent sure that this is gonna, you're gonna be able to pull this off when you actually do have everything. Like, he's probably fine with just staying in power and 
commanding the cult and even if it takes because remember when they were looking in the desert they had no idea how long it was going to take for them to find the scepter right they were planning for the long term he was planning for like this could take years true but i think it still stands i i think just going off the intel we heard from Mernie, it sounds like we could confirm it with some other sources it sounds like this is a good time to do something regarding the cult like this might be we stopped chasing after the thought of Felmadar, which I think we were already okay with. And even, even I, I'm, I'm even willing to forego side quests, guys. What? <laughs> what? Tokus, <laughs> say it what isn't are you talking so. about? I, I think we go for the jugular. I, I think we try to strike a decisive blow. We, we, we join up with like some commandos, right, from the, our allies. We hit them hard. We hit them where they're not expecting. You know, hopefully the universe isn't listening to this, but I think we make some plans, and I think we try to hit the throne and do something. I mean, like, if we had both the crown and the throne, we'd be wise and... No, not wise. Yes. Charismatic <laughs> and, like, smart and stuff. Then we could, like, hatch a good plan. Here's where I, you're, I think you're totally on the right track, but maybe not exactly. So, why go for the throne, ostensibly at their headquarters... When we could go for the scepter. Remember when we were in the, the cave and there was the, that group of cultists that we didn't want to fight, so we escaped from them? Why go directly into the headquarters when we could go to a smaller group of cultists who are on a, an expedition to find this other artifact and strike that expedition and maybe get the scepter before they can bring it back to their base? We do exactly what they did to us. We wait until they find the scepter... Then we attack them, and we take the scepter. I don't know if I love that, because aren't they just going to poof? I mean... They, some of them can poof, but not all of them. Not necessarily. Okay, so you're saying you want to do some ranging. I'm saying, give me the idol, and I'll give you the whip. <laughs> <laughs> we do that to them. I, I don't hate this plan. Uh, so I think in this this idea, too, we need to get in touch and not get found out but get in touch with some of our allies and try to track down this expedition i still like the throne plan better but (laughs) i could be down for this plan i think either way what we sort of already talked about is we need to get home we need to talk to the king we need to uh talk to the sapphire sabers we need to make sure that we're up to date on the most recent information and that we have, you know, our allies at our backs with whatever we decide to do. Yeah, I mean, we, we should be able to get some members of the Sabre to, to come with us this time, I would think. Is there anything else in Murney's message? Was that the end of it? The last thing he says was, you know, with regards to TAFE, I wasn't able to contact him directly. I don't know him and he doesn't know me, so I don't have any direct means of access to him. It's likely that he's also out of town or on some other mission at the moment. Um, so then, based on Murney's message, we think that it is King Ormog who is responsible for these actions that are being taken to root out the cult members? Or do we think it's the Saber that's doing it? It could be either one, because they kind of work together. Like, the Sapphire Saber is the it's an extension of the throne, basically, in a lot of ways. That's awesome. That actually that reminds me of what's going on in El Salvador. You guys hear about that? The president of El Salvador is rooting out members of MS-13. He's, like, captured... He's using the military, and he's captured, like, 65,000 MS-13 members to try and just, like, just rip them out of the country completely. Wow. Which is a lot easier than rooting out members of the cult, because they're all tattooed, right? Like, they all have markings that 
that signify that they're members of the gang. And so he's just trying to end them once and for all. And so he's got like thousands and thousands of these <laughs> gang members that they're just rounding up and like carting off to prison. It's awesome. Wow. <laughs> that is awesome. That's great. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Can they yeah. hold that many prisoners? Well, apparently so. He's He's got the full force <laughs> of his military backing him. Pretty great. That's pretty epic. Back to our fantasy world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why talk about reality? (laughs) All right, so it sounds like we need to get home. How do we want to do that? Uh, I don't necessarily think we need to teleport, but we probably should just to be safe, based on what we know now. It would take you, what, like three weeks or so to get back, assuming you take the same route and it takes about the same amount of time or it would take you just over one week probably to make it to the Poenth Bay where you could get a ship mm. um, the ship would probably take about two months or so to make it all the way across but then it would also be you know half the price of teleporting mm. and if you're going to be teleporting again afterwards you might need to save up for that as well yeah so yeah so it would have to get us back just to the continent of Ilthrod and then we might still need to teleport from there is what you're saying right no I think he's talking about if we decide to teleport to the cult's HQ okay yeah whereas taking the ship um, it will get us onto the continent and we'll probably still have to travel some but I imagine it they must have a port in uh, Nanept yeah Nanept is the port I think it would be about two months to go from Marengar all the way over to Nanept. You could pick a different destination and maybe vary the time a little bit, get to the continent sooner, Mm. depending on where you actually want to go. Well, I know we're all pretty low on funds. Well, most of us. Yeah. Some of us are low on funds. We just paid a bunch of fines and stuff, too. Yeah. I'm pretty pretty dang low on funds. Yeah, I'm all the way down to 140 gold. Yeah, I'm at 131. I'm sitting pretty pretty here. Uh, 26 plats. Seven gold piece. So 260. That's not bad. All right, Tokus, I guess you're paying for us. To, Wait, uh, what? <laughs> so the full price was to teleport here was, what, 480 gold? Something like that. Which is basically all you have and maybe a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to make a very important nature check right now. Okay, guys? This is what you do. All right, and of course I rolled a one. So <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Shabbat. When you were born, did you consider being a halfling? I tried. It didn't work. Okay. All right. Because that would have come in handy just now. Um, What were you trying to determine? Uh, Whether underwater dragons that sleep underwater have underwater treasure. (laughs) Because that would be a real good reason to kill the dragon, because we took all the money from the mayor and she has basically nothing left to give us the only like way for to make a quick buck would be if the, there's a chance that dragon has some treasure down there well the trolls had some treasure and they've been they had been accosting various you know traveling merchants and caravans and whatever so at the very least there should be something in there and all dragons love treasure everyone knows that mm-hmm. maybe before we leave this huge city we could talk to somebody who has a book that would tell us whether that could be the case or whether that's likely to be the case. Everybody knows that dragons love treasure just like everybody knows that dwarves don't snuggle. 
just like a fact of our world. I mean, yeah. there are other benefits to slaying a dragon, my amigos. Yeah, like dragon scale armor, like being able to wear the dragon's head no. on your head. <laughs> Shaba, Shaba, you're thinking like what? a Goliath. Listen. Well, of course, I always think like a Goliath, so because I am one. Sometimes it's more like what Fisben's Treasury of Dragons says. Oh, I've read that book. It's a good one. It's my favorite. <laughs> Like, if you slay certain age levels, or age, ages of dragons, there's a gift associated with the dying dragon or its soul. Makes me very much think of, like, yeah. Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, so yep. it's a Skyrim situation. But yeah, so so there's there's treasure in that. We can check that off our bucket list. We killed a dragon, and maybe one of us, like, gets to absorb its soul. It's kind of cool. Yeah, so there's like an intangible sort of benefit. Mm, intangible benefit. We also save a town. I thought we weren't going to do any more side quests, though, guys. But is this part of the main quest because we need money to teleport? Exactly. We need a we need quick cash. We And there's no such thing as one of those payday lending places around here. <laughs> well, if we're going to fight a poison dragon, we definitely need the antitoxins and everything else. Mm -hmm. We need to spend all our gold to fight it so that we can maybe get some gold if we kill it. You gotta spend money to make money. Yeah, that's right. I, I exactly. That it's business basics. So I was listening to that episode the other day. I'm pretty sure that I made some number of antitoxin. Yeah, you did, actually. Yes. Well, do you have it on your character sheet? Or we bought them or something? You know the, the golden rule of D&D, Tokus. If it's not on your character sheet, it doesn't exist. I'm looking for it. Give me a second here. Yeah, I have one antitoxin written down. I'm pretty sure we each got one. I think nice. I made enough antitoxins for everybody but myself, was the thought. Because I have that from the bracer. Hmm. I did not add an antitoxin. I have a Molotov cocktail. That's random. Do we know that this dragon is poisonous? Oh yeah, it's a poison dragon. Yes, I think. Okay. Hi, hang on a second. Why, why do we think it was a poison dragon? Because of some nature check that one of us made, I think. Okay, we made a really good nature check, and we're pretty sure it's a silver dragon or whatever dragon type is Because poison. of the, the acrid sort of feel of the air when I was breathing it in, when I was down there. Yeah. I think this is if we're going to engage the dragon, we need these antitoxins. So I'll go ahead and pay the 50 gold, and I'll take the time to you know hit up the al local alchemy shop or whatever, you know, if I need materials. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'll make a dosage for you and stripe you so that we can all have that resistance. The antitoxin is resistance, correct? Which is different from Tokus's item. I have actual immunity. I think that's why I didn't make myself a dosage, because the bracer is stronger than the antitoxin. Yeah, the creature gains advantage on saving throws against poison for one hour. Yeah, and then the bracer says you have immunity to poison and diseases, so... Um, okay, so you're, so you're making, to be clear, you're making one antitoxin or two? I should make two. Don't we want stripes to be... Stripes is a big part of your character. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, i say go for it, make two. Do you want me to pay for one, Tokus? I mean, that's very kind, uh, but don't you not have money? I mean, I have money, just not very much. I have enough to pay for an antitoxin, though. Shaba, I'm gonna make a couple antitoxins, and I'm gonna give them to you. Well, thanks, Tokus, that's generous of you. Hopefully we do need them, and by the time we get back, the king hasn't already dispatched with the dragon. That's true. <laughs> right. I guess we'll find out. The part of the reason Shaba is so poor is because he did donate 200 gold worth of uh, platinums to the town. So. Uh, yeah, right. Livestock. And I'm not wrong about the pricing for Antitox. It's 25 gold per dose? It's 50 per, per dose. 
Oh, they're 50 per dose. Well, 50, but... If you're making them, then it's half. Oh, okay. But Toka's oh, okay. for half. Yeah. Cool. Uh, alrighty. Okay, nice. Sweet. Alright, I have two antitoxin down on my character sheet now. And I spend the equivalent of five plats. So then we're going back that direction and potentially fighting a dragon? Uh, we need money. We, we can't, uh... I mean, we can take a ship... If you want. We leveled up. We didn't want to fight it last time at level 7. Level 8, it's t- it's time, Aslo. It's mm-hmm. time to become <laughs> Aslodius the Great. You've only right. been that in name, but when people hear that you're the bard that slayed the poison dragon under the bard town, I mean the halfling town, like you can put that into your song, man. That's true. That's true. You make a good point. Writer of wrongs, slayer of dragons, wielder of kingslayer. Yep. <laughs> and then Shaba can add it to his monologue. When Shaba the Tall placed the dragon's head on his own head. <laughs> and and I'm f I don't need anything added to my name. I just want to absorb the dragon's soul. That's all that I want. <laughs> when Tokus the Brave absorbed the dragon's soul into his dark soul. <laughs> and then it was a dark dragon soul. <laughs> Part gnome, part dark, part dragon. <laughs> That's actually one of the effects in Fizzbins is you can just turn into a dragonborn. I don't want that one because I have like some gnome-specific benefits. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as it's not that one, I'll absorb the soul. <laughs> All right. Maybe Stripey should do it because, it, you know, it's some, if it's something bad, just summon a new Stripey. Dude, how awesome would that be? A dragonborn badger? <laughs> Gnarly, bro. Yeah, and Stripey, like, all of a sudden is, like, sentient. If dragon turtles, he would just be a dragon badger. <laughs> That's right. He just sprouts wings and just starts flying around. Yeah. Awesome. Just so you know, Thane, it's page 28 <laughs> through 29. In case you want to look it up. In case you want to check it out. I mean, some of them are really benign. Like, one of them is, like, you gain dark sight. Your eyes change shape. Yeah, like... Your pupils to look like a dragon. Yeah. Your eyes move to the sides of your head. (laughs) (laughs) You grow a snout. And whenever you breathe out through your nose, smoke comes out. (laughs) If you kill an ancient dragon and absorb their soul, there's potentially a very strong draconic gift. I don't know if this is an ancient dragon. This might just be an adult dragon we're fighting. Well, in any case, the primary goal is money. The secondary goal is maybe there's an ancillary benefit, like something weird happens to one of us, and we become more dragon-like. But just remember that the second we kill it, we have to jump in, try to you know suck in its soul, bathe in its blood, make sure that if there is a gift that it's left us, that we don't let it go to waste. Mm, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Definitely. So taking the ship would take a couple of months to travel. I mean, it would only take us a week to get to the bay but then a couple of months to travel between continents. Yes, so our choices are take the ship or kill the dragon for the cash to teleport. Or, yeah, we kill the dragon, we get the cash, we teleport, and it takes us a few weeks to walk, uh, to travel to the capital, but then we teleport instantly. Right. So. Yep. So it's basically either three weeks or two months in one week. And just to make sure, how much how much gold exactly do we have? Not much. <laughs> Somewhere around four or fifty. Okay. Because I do still have three plats left over as well. So you have 140 gold plus the three plats, or the three plats are included in your 140? 140 plus three, so 170. 170. I have 131, 
And Tokus has whatever he had minus 50. Well, yeah, that's assuming he makes the antitoxins, which he would only do if we go to fight the dragon. Right, but, like, is that math going to check out? Do we know if the reward for killing the dragon is actually worth us making the toxins? Yeah, we have no idea if there even is. There's definitely not a mayoral reward, because the mayor already gave us all the money she could. The only possible reward is if the dragon has enough treasure to offset our costs of fighting it plus enough to teleport back. But given the reputations that dragons have, you would suspect it probably has a lot of treasure. Yeah. Well, we've let that situation stew long enough for communication potentially to have happened between the mayor and the king. Yeah. If we were Mm -hmm. to be the helpful heroes, finally, that kill that dragon, finally, there might be some sort of reward, not from them, not from her, not from her town, but from the king of her region. There might be rewards all around. If they've contacted the king and he's been unresponsive, then, uh, yeah. I mean, we're consultants, man. This is what we do. Right. So, do do we think it'll be possible for me to make the antitoxins once we make it back to that town? I was able to make the first dosage in that town. There's no problem with you making them. Okay, let's, let's hold off and then consider making those doses... On site. Exactly. Right we travel on. back to the town. If the dragon hasn't been dealt with, you make the antitoxins. We fight it, and we go on our merry way. Hopefully. Hypothetically. It's not a guarantee that we'll beat the dragon just because we coated the whole party in poison resistance and immunity, but it betters our chances. Yeah, sure. All right, let's do that. I mean, if ever there was a need for an innovative solution, this would be it. This is it. My problem is not the poison with that fight. My problem is that it could turn into some sort of water fight. That's the issue with that fight. That's a tricky thing. We have to lure it out of the water. That's a non-negotiable. Well, we do have water stuff, remember? Uh, We have a ring of water walking. And Mernie sent you a water-breathing potion, Aslo. Right, we've got a water-breathing potion. Somebody has that written down, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. But who would drink the potion? Would it be Aslo? Because I have the ring of water walking. Would you have the ring of water walking so you could stay above? I mean, you can't you can't shoot arrows into the water very effectively. Right. But we can't fight right. the dragon unless it's at least near the surface. Anyway, we can get into the nitty gritty of the combat yeah. when we get there and figure yeah, out what exactly. the situation is. Let's get there first and then we'll right, talk right. about all You of this. could maybe shoot lightning arrows. Because it's it acts right. more like a bolt of lightning than an arrow, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. Um, Let's yeah. go to Solchea. So we, we travel. We fast travel to Solchea immediately. 